Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome back. This next date, the date that you're going to go on in this episode, is probably my favorite because I know the benefits it will bring you. This is a group date, and the date is actually putting together a group of peers so that you can support each other. And this might take some time to do. You might not complete this date by the end of the 14 days. If if you're doing something with your team where they'll be rewarded for completing all or a certain number of dates, I would give them credit for this one even if they just started. So maybe they have to come up with guidelines of what they're looking for and what they want to get out of their group. I wouldn't expect them to put their group together right away because you want them to be selective about who's in the group. You don't want them to just rush into this. And I will do a detailed episode about this after we're done with the 14 days of loving your business. But in this episode, I'll give you enough information for you to get started with this. Now, you have a lot of relationships in your direct sales business, and the dynamics in each relationship are different. You have the opportunity to learn from and to teach others in all of your relationships, and I encourage you to engage in them as much as possible. Once you have the basics down, the relationship that will have the greatest impact on your progress and success is a relationship that you have with your peers. And I think this relationship is so important that one of the first things I do in my advanced coaching programs is have people create peer groups. This is optional, of course, but the participants who participate in a peer group make the most progress in the program. Here's the value of being part of a group like this. You'll have an opportunity to learn from other people who are doing exactly what you're doing right now. They're working on the same goals as you, and chances are their businesses are in the same place as yours. The advice that you give a peer about something that you just tried will be different than the advice that you get from your upline who has been doing this for years. Her advice is still valuable, but she's further along in her business and possibly her mindset. When someone says no to her, it might roll right off her back. When you're still getting used to hearing no or you're avoiding making an offer because you're afraid to hear no, it's nice to get advice from someone who is exactly where you are right now. The advice that you get from a peer is unbiased because she doesn't have any skin in your game, so you know that there's no ulterior motive behind it. And when she cheers for you, you know it's sincere. This group will give you people to hang out with at conference and on trips, and you can do team challenges together. You can also challenge each other, and you'll form relationships that can last beyond your businesses. Now, you can do this group informally, and you probably already have some people that you go to to reach out to with questions or when you need support or to collaborate with. These informal relationships are a great starting place when you're looking for people to put together a group because you sort of tested the waters already a little bit. You want to make sure that you do that before you commit to something. The most important thing about your group is the people who are in it. You want to find peers. They can be sidelines or sister consultants. They don't have to be in your company, but you should have something in common. 
The people who form a group in my coaching program have the content from the coaching program in common. When I was in the field and building my team and my business, my first group was made up of sidelines. We all had the same upline, and that was great because we had her training in common. Then as I grew through the career plan, I was in a group of sister consultants. None of us were on the same team or had the same upline, and this worked out really well because it gave us a lot of depth and dimension to our conversations because we all had different experiences. You want to find people who are working toward a similar goal and at the same pace you're working at. And usually this means that you're all at the same place right now, but it doesn't have to mean that. The important thing is that you all feel like peers and you don't want anyone to feel like she always has to be the leader or the teacher of the group. I think five people is an ideal size and I wouldn't do less than four and I wouldn't do more than six. There's always going to be a time when someone's busy and can't participate And if you have less than four in a group, the group tends to fall apart. If you have too many, someone will get lost. When you put your group together, put a time limit on the group. I would do at least three months and no more than six months at first. And natural deadlines are a great option if you have them. So a natural deadline might be conference, it might be the end of the year, or it might be the end of an award period. For example, if you want to promote by conference, you might put together a group of other people who also want to promote by conference and you'll all commit to the group and to the goal. Then after conference, if you want to continue, great. If you don't, or if just one person doesn't, and there's always going to be someone who doesn't want to continue, that's fine too. And then you can decide if you want to put together a new group or replace the people who left. And this is also a good time to reset your guidelines for your group. The time limit helps prevent hard feelings. It's like signing a short-term lease. Everyone commits to the house during the lease, and if someone wants to move out when the lease is up, that's totally fine. You want to set up some guidelines for how you're going to meet and how you're going to communicate. So how you do this will depend on where you are in your business, where you want to go, and the pace at which you want to work. If you're working toward a goal that won't require a lot of extra effort for your group, such as selling $1,000 a month, and you're all selling about $600 a month right now, you could probably get by with a weekly check-in on a text thread or a Facebook messenger. You can use it to remind each other about the training your company or upline are doing. You can ask questions and you can update your progress. I will tell you though, that groups that have minimal interaction, like those who are working toward a goal that's not a big gap, usually fall apart because there's not enough substance to hold the group together and the participants don't have to rely on the group to reach their goal. So they could probably reach their goal without the group, and they realize that, and then they kind of forget about the group, or they lose interest in it because it's not enough to sustain them. But groups that are working toward a stretch goal are usually more successful groups, and they have a greater chance of reaching their goal. They're more invested in their goal, and they rely on the group to reach it and the collective energy from the group is higher, and that benefits everyone in the group. A group like that can still use a text thread or Facebook Messenger as your primary mode of communication, but you want to expect to participate in it almost daily. You can ask questions, get feedback, talk each other off the ledge, share ideas, and cheer for each other. And you can also take it up a notch and hop on a Zoom call once a month or every other week. And if you're an upper-level leader, you might even do a Zoom call every week. And if you're local to each other, you might even meet once a month in person. 
And I will give you a structure for these calls or for these meetings in the episode that I do about these groups. So you can go on this date however you want to. If you don't have a specific goal you're working toward and you don't want to commit to a group, then don't join one. It's not fair to the group and it won't serve you to be part of one. It will just be a distraction. But that doesn't mean that you can't build peer-based relationships right now. So you can do that by engaging in your team and your company's Facebook group. You can ask for feedback and advice. And when you see a question that you can answer, go ahead and answer it. Cheer your peers on. Send them messages of encouragement. If you're going to conference, arrange a meeting place with your peers and have lunch or dinner together. If you like the idea of being part of an organized group, start looking around for the people you want to work with. You don't have to find your whole group yourself because some of the people you identify can bring one or two people with them. Find your people by paying attention to who is showing up and how they're showing up. Talk to your upline or your leader and ask them if they have a recommendation for people who can join your group. They might recommend people outside of your organization. Now, it's not your upline's job to find a group for you, but you can ask her if she knows of anyone who is searching for a group. I also don't recommend that you have an upline-downline situation in a group. I really recommend that you have just a peer-based group, but an upline-downline situation sometimes works if you're all upper-level leaders because your support systems are different then. You know the dynamics of your relationships and go with what works for you. If you're allowed to, post in your company's or your team's Facebook group that you're putting together an accountability group. In the post, explain what the focus of the group is. You might say that you want to promote by conference or on the trip or go through a training program together. In the post, let everyone know where you are right now in your business and the pace you're working at. For example, you might say that you have one downline so far and that you're doing two parties a week. Then tell people to message you if they're interested. When they do, ask a few questions to be sure that they're a good fit, explain your expectations for the group, and if it's a good fit, great. If it isn't, just tell them that you're not sure it's a good fit right now. If you feel like they won't match your pace, tell them that you need a group that will push you. If you feel like they'll outpace you, tell them you feel like you'll hold them back or that you would be stressed trying to keep up with them. You'll find your group and they'll find theirs. When you have your group, go ahead and give it a name because that's going to help make it more cohesive and it's just more fun. So have fun with this date and have fun with your group. And also be sure that you're subscribed to my podcast so that you don't miss the full episode about putting together a peer-based group. And don't forget to invite your friends and your team members to listen to the podcast too. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.